Ladies and gentlemen, this next reviewer discussion is scheduled for one podcast. Join Chris Vint and Mike Lacey as they make up the dynamic team of WrestleShock. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan. It doesn't matter what your name is. W- what? Yes, because you're you're pretending that's Operation Retroshock, where it's not. You're on our show. You're like the WCW invading WWE, which is just oh. won't happen at all, Booker T. So, uh, so you yes. gotta love it. No, you don't. You know, um, you're gonna inject poison you and the NW. Oh. Can't spin around in my seat though. <laughs> no, I've got I'm in the same sort of chair Vince was, but I can't spin <laughs> no, around. It says NW. I did it with Tip X on the back of the chair. Can't see. Can't see. <laughs> yes. So, uh, welcome one and welcome all to another episode of Wrestle Shock, not Operation Retro Shock, as that man in commas there has said <laughs> i am one of your hosts uh chris vent and al- alongside me over in america is mike lacy hello mike hey what's going on and we have a special guest and in special is in commas, <laughs> and that's alan price hi alan hello chris and mike it is such a pleasure to be here i don't <laughs> know why i'm slipping into arnold when i'm saying this so that's 30 seconds in and yeah. already you've done one of your stupid voices I, I know I know. have you I, done I, I, Lord I, I, Alfred Hayes or like a wrestling kind of voice we would have accepted that but oh, you, Lord Alfred may make an appearance later we shall oh, whoop de doo <laughs> so yes um, I sent out quite a quite a big list of SummerSlam questions to people and unfortunately like Tough Enough or NXT or whatever way you want to sugarcoat it we had to make some cuts and unfortunately we each have one to read out um, and mine is by Rory Bradfield Alan yours is by Lewis Oldham and uh, Mike yours is by and Jordan Holloway yes so unfortunately thank you to the people who sent stuff in um, if we do a SummerSlam recap over you know about the pay-per-view I may try and include it then or I may record it by myself and try and put it that way but uh, it just would take up way too much time so uh, apologies to people like Tom Williams and um, David Waters who have sent stuff in and theirs is on the cutting room floor yeah you have a 90 day no compete clause you cannot uh, go to any other podcast with that information that is correct yes thank you for that Alan so uh, Mike do you want to get yours um, underway then and just if there's anything here Alan if there's anything here that you want to talk about just put your hand up and we'll let you talk about it I'll I'll wave like Eugene (laughs) You look like Eugene But anyway We'll we'll kick it off with Jordan Um, And like I said We we had quite a few questions So the first question we came up with Was uh, Royal Rumble, Wrestlemania, SummerSlam Or Survivor Series Have always been the big four Is SummerSlam the third favorite out of the big four Um, Jordan uh, came back with Personally the order of the top four of the year Goes for me Wrestlemania number one SummerSlam number two, Royal Rumble number three, and then Survivor Series. So Jordan uh, thinks SummerSlam is the the second uh, the second biggest pay per view of the year uh, for him. Well, what we should actually do is instead of reading the question like three times, let's just do it each 
question. You know, each question. Around, yeah. yeah. So, um, Rory writes. He would honestly say it's his second favorite. My least has always been the Royal Rumble. Um, I may even put SummerSlam above WrestleMania, but not quite so. So it'd be WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and now Royal Rumble. So he really, um, you know, like he said, that's his second favorite. Yeah, I'm surprised people would have SummerSlam so close to WrestleMania. I know it's meant to be kind of considered the second best, but it's never kind of been for me, but we'll no doubt talk about that in a bit. Uh, when it comes to Lewis, he says, um, I would say a few years ago I preferred Survivor Series. The traditional Survivor Series matches were a big favorite of mine, but with the lack of them now, the biggest part of the summer takes third spot, but only just. I think it depends on the card year by year, but Mania and Royal Rumble are definitely my top two. Mm, so there you go. Um... What are your thoughts on all this, Mike? You know, like, where would Mike Lacey put uh, SummerSlam in the big four? See, for me, SummerSlam is is number four. I know it's supposed to be the the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, but uh, I guess it's the fact that there's no... um, I'm not really one, you know, for for gimmick pay-per-views... even though Money in the Bank's been good uh, last, you know, the last two years that we've had it. What about but Capital it, Punishment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Those skits were pretty awesome, I think. Yeah, the Obama skits were funny. But, um, like, as far as, like, Hell in the Cell having its own pay-per-view and Elimination Chamber having its own pay-per-view, I'm not really big on gimmick pay-per-views. But out of the big four, I, I mean, WrestleMania is WrestleMania. Uh, Survivor Series, if, if, you know, at least in past years, you know, when they did it, you know, with uh, elimination matches and whatnot, that was a bit of a gimmick. And then, obviously, the Royal Rumble has the Royal Rumble match. It always has something to kind of draw you in, where SummerSlam doesn't have that, for me, anyway. If, for, it, to be honest with you, in my opinion, King of the Ring was always a bigger deal than SummerSlam when, you know, when, when they had that. SummerSlam is kind of, I mean, yeah, it's, it's one of the original four, so it obviously has some swag to it, but... Other than that, other than the name of it, it's kind of just another pay-per-view, in, in my opinion. For me, I would actually have to agree with Mike. Uh, SummerSlam is towards the bottom of my big four list. It's kind of a toss-up nowadays between it and Survivor Series, because again, but like Lewis said, Survivor Series was awesome when you had the Survivor Series-style matches. But again, it has lost those now, so it is just kind of another pay-per-view, a bit like Mike said with SummerSlam. So they would be kind of my bottom two when it comes to the big four, and it's not really one you know that's worse than the other, in my opinion. They're kind of both there the same. WrestleMania does take the top spot, that is a given. But I have always really enjoyed the Rumble. There's, if there was one other pay-per-view that I had to watch, if I was literally told you can only watch two pay-per-views in a year, it would be WrestleMania, followed by the Rumble, because the Rumble is just so enjoyable it's nice and different obviously we are getting the gimmick pay-per-views but Royal Rumble just always still has that it factor for me anyway yeah I think you know myself that Royal Rumble obviously is a big part you know like that's whenever you get your Wrestlemania feud starting that's whenever you kind of see what way they're going to go with certain things um I think Survivor Series was good back in the day you know like it hasn't really been good as Lewis and Alan have said you know since about say 2001, 2002, thereabouts, wherever he had like the Elimination Chamber, but it seems to be, as Micah said, you know, like Hell in a Cell, TLC, you know, all those kind of money in the bank, all those kind of 
um, pay-per-views that um, have seemed to. Sorry, I'm getting distracted because I'm here. My I'm talking and then I'm hearing myself on <laughs> Alan's computer. So if I'm stumbling, that's the reason why. Yeah, blame me as always, Chris. Thanks for yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, who forgot their headset? I did. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So I would I would say that SummerSlam would probably be. SummerSlam would probably be third and Survivor Series would be fourth unless it was just like a card full of 5-on-5 matches. Do you want to go on with the next question, Michael? Alright, the next question is what was your first SummerSlam that you actually watched? Uh, Jordan's first SummerSlam was SummerSlam 1991. The old uh, Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect SummerSlam. Alright, okay. Well, that'll probably please Rory. He said... He believes it was SummerSlam 88 or 89. He saw it at a friend's house on VHS. First one I owned on tape was 1990. Cool. And uh, Lewis says, I remember 2004 strongly uh, for Orton winning the World Heavyweight Championship, but I don't think I actually watched the show, so I would say 2005. Mike, what was your um, first SummerSlam pay-per-view experience? Uh, it was fair f- the very first one, 88. Um, obviously, I didn't see it live on, on pay-per-view, but... As soon as the VHS came out in the rental store, I made sure that I got it right away. I was always one of those guys that, you know, one of those kids that was, you know, waiting for that, v- for that VHS to hit. So, you know, you'd have the, uh, the pay-per-view in, in, in August, and then maybe by, uh, by, like, the first of the year, by Royal Rumble time, you were getting the VHS for the SummerSlam. <laughs> what about you, Alan? Uh, for me, it was, again, uh, SummerSlam. It was SummerSlam 2001. Um, Again, like I, I've said in previous episodes, um, WrestleMania 17 was my first WrestleMania, so same year as SummerSlam 2001. Mike actually right. watched the very first WrestleMania. Mm. <laughs> I probably didn't. I won't make a joke. Because, <laughs> <laughs> see, I like Mike, unlike you. I don't know why I'm talking like this. <laughs> <clears throat> well, so, what was your first SummerSlam then? 2001. What? 2001. It's the same year as WrestleMania X7. And you know that WrestleMania X7 was my first WrestleMania. My first SummerSlam, I remember going up to a friend's house and watching it live, was SummerSlam 1992. And the significance of that, obviously, for all you uh, UK fans, Great was, Britannia. Was, it was in London, England. Um, now, it was during the day, so they'd actually stre- were streaming it during the day. They didn't actually do it at, you know, night time or whatever. Um, so... Um, that's the case of why so I really enjoyed that one and it's one <laughs> good luck trying to untangle all that <laughs> um, sorry I've given Alan a pair of headphones and just put one in his ear and it's <laughs> it's all tangled up uh, um, so yeah that would probably be my um, first ro- uh, first royal oh frig's sake I'm not more professional than this whenever it's just Mike and I so that's you Price um, so 1992 in short so uh, Michael oh, I should really stop. what is it Michael I could just think of a kid from <laughs> yes, Michael <laughs> so um, what's the next question there Mike uh, with your first SummerSlam uh, what was the match that stood out and is it still one that you watch today and Jordan was from obviously uh, SummerSlam 91 um, and he has two favorite matches first was the Hogan and Warrior versus Sergeant Slaughter General Adnan Colonel Mustafa and the second was Big Boss Man versus the Mountie. And yes, I have <laughs> yes, I have fond memories of both matches. Can't choose between them and still watch it regularly. I, uh, 
I don't know if I can <laughs> say that I remember any Mountie matches other than maybe the, uh, the when uh, when when Piper won the Intercontinental Championship from the Mountie. I other than that, that <laughs> other I than that, that one. <laughs> Because um, the winner, the loser, had to go to jail, and I remember going like, you know, somebody coming up to the mountain, going, "Hey, big boy, how are you?" And it's going like, "Go, let me out of here!" And because I was young, I was just like, "What's he talking about?" And then obviously, whenever I got older, I watched that one, like, "Oh, he wants it." It's the same with like Pixar movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where there's the like so the hints and Toy Story with "Hey, Bo Peep and Woody, hey, hey," you know, I'll go no further. <laughs> Thanks for that, Barry White. Um, so, what did Lewis write for that one, Alan? Okay, um, this is going to be an interesting one for everybody. Uh, Lewis uh, wrote here that the match that stood out for him in his SummerSlam is Ray versus Eddie, the latter match for the custody of Dominic. An epic storyline and a fantastic match. Eddie's reaction when Vicky Mr. Q was priceless. Okay, um, Rory writes, um, okay Chris, do you really have any doubt? Perfect versus Bret Hart, not just SummerSlam, but of all times. Um, so that would probably be in 1991, um, was whenever um, Perfect dropped the belt to Bret Hart. Uh, Mike, what's your match that you could watch over and over again? Well, the, the, the match that stood out most for me was uh, Honky Tonk Man and, and Ultimate Warrior. It, <laughs> Is it one that I can watch over and over again? Yeah, probably. Cause <laughs> yeah, it's because short. it's not short. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, for me, uh, in SummerSlam 2001, um, again, maybe not one I can watch over and over again, but um, this was headlined by uh, The Rock and Booker T, and Shane McMahon was in the corner of Booker T. And obviously that was the singles match where The Rock captured the WCW Championship. Is that one of the APA come out and just clothesline the hell out of Shane McMahon? Quite possibly could be because the APA were on the pay-per-view earlier on. Uh, well, like, you see, if you watch it over and over again, you should know. I said I didn't watch it over and over again. I said it's not one I can watch over and over again, but it is the match I remember from my first SummerSlam. But we're asking what match... Well, if there was still watch today? So that's... If there was one... one match I don't watch is this. Listen to me. No. You shush. If there was, <laughs> if there was actually a match I would watch over and over again from this pay-per-view, it would be Angle versus Austin for the WWF Championship. Oh, is that the one where um, he puts Austin and Ankle Lock on the barrier? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. My one would be Shawn Michaels versus Triple H, the non-sanctioned fight from SummerSlam 2002. I watch that one over and over again. I just love watching that. Um, another one would be Rock versus Brock because just to see the Brock get the belt and um, you know the Rock kind of just getting booed the hell out of the building and that kind of stuff. So that would probably be mine. I think the cool thing about that one is as well as sort of the you know the after pay per view kind of bonus footage that came out didn't it? Yeah. Like the DVD. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And next one, Mike. Biggest disappointment in SummerSlam history and. Uh, Jordan's was uh, 1994 Undertaker versus Undertaker, as he says. Uh, <laughs> sorry to Martin, since Martin's such a big uh, Undertaker mark. <laughs> okay, uh, Lewis's is. Um, I didn't see any of the early stuff. I started watching WWE in late '03, but from what I have seen, uh, Nexus losing in 2010. Nexus were so hot they could have took over the joint. I know it's recent, but it's different. Uh, Rory writes Shawn Michaels retaining the belt in 1993 thanks to Diesel Grr. Grr. <laughs> yeah, that's what he wrote um, I can't really think of any what about you Mike see for, for uh, mine was also Undertaker versus Undertaker 
And mm. basically just because it was, uh, I mean, it, it was the main event after you had the amazing Bret and Owen steel cage match. You know, you got up on su such a high with such a great match, and then uh, for me, Undertaker, Undertaker w w was a was a dud. You know, you had the, the the gray Undertaker versus the purple Undertaker, and it was pretty clear which one was the uh, the actual Undertaker because there <laughs> were like six inches difference in height. <laughs> one, uh, I don't think uh, anyone was getting the, the the wool pulled over their uh, over their eyes there. Don't th I don't think there's anything really jumping out for me in terms of being. Overly disappointed. I'm sure there's like rest in peace match. Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. I would say that could be a disappointment. Yeah. There's another one here, which was Jerry the King Lawler versus Jake the Snake Roberts, because I think that was just Jake pretending he was drunk and then he DDT'd him and then he. Wait, wait, won. Sorry, let me just double check out. Pretending he pretending was drunk. He was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, storyline wise as well. Or <laughs> the uh, Tatanka Buffalo versus Lex Luger. He was in great shape. Buffalo. Mike knows what that means, don't you, Mike? <laughs> oh, absolutely. What a maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> Plug. Um, okay, so the next one, Mike? Most highly anticipated match ever! <laughs> ever, <laughs> one ever. That you one that you couldn't wait for. Uh, Jordan would say SummerSlam 1992, Ultimate Warrior versus Randy Savage. Uh, the first time it was and has been in our country, and as a young boy then, the hype was amazing. Wish I had gone. So I'm assuming that uh, that Jordan is also from the UK. Yeah, he is. <laughs> okay, uh, for Lewis, uh, his most anticipated match ever at SummerSlam was Punk Cena 2 from last year's SummerSlam. He's probably not looking forward to Punk versus Cena versus Big Show, but we'll get on that after. Um, <laughs> Rory writes, Perfect versus Brett, no question. Didn't see it live. Actually first saw it dubbed in German on a VHS loaned by the same friend who I watched the first Summer Slams with. Um, I would probably say one I couldn't wait for was Hogan Michaels. I know that, you know, um, Michaels was... Or Hogan kind of, you know, was on the... At the end of his days, really, whenever he came to wrestling, but just the promo work, you know, the Sean doing the Larry King thing, and go, oh, brother, 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 and that kind of thing. And go, oh, crap, crap. <laughs> I just was looking forward to that match. Um, you know, Shawn Michaels obviously oversold everything, but um, I just was really looking forward to that match. It was probably one of the, the big ones that I was looking forward to. Mike? Uh, for me, again, it's 88, the, uh, the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. You know, being such a Hogan mark, just to, to see Hogan and Savage team up, it, it's like, you know, it was a 10-year-old boy's dream, you know, just just to see the, the two biggest, you know, yeah, I understand the, the Warrior was really doing his comeuppance, but at that point, you had uh, Hogan and, and, and Savage were pretty much number one and number two in the company, and to see the two biggest faces in the company team up, you know, you didn't really get a whole lot of that back then, and it was really, really cool to see. Uh, for me, um, probably. Sorry, it's just you always go for me. It's not. I have to put emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> just have your ego there, Chris. Me. Um, in my opinion, uh, one match I really was looking forward to um, was it was SummerSlam 2002 actually, and it was uh, this was obviously not long after Rey Mysterio came in, and it was still actually a half decent Rey Mysterio, um, and it was Rey versus Kurt Angle. Because two very different styles, but I still think they put on a pretty darn cool match. Yeah, and plus the fact that it was a show opener and yep. kind of set the pace for that SummerSlam because 
<laughs> to be honest, that's probably apart from the Undertaker versus Test match, that's probably one of my favourite um, pay per views of SummerSlam wise. Uh, next point, Mike. Uh, who for you has been the standout performer in SummerSlam? And uh, Jordan has Triple H. Triple H is to SummerSlam what HBK is to WrestleMania. Hmm. Uh, Rory writes, uh, sorry, I have no idea, really. I suppose Brett, maybe for his match with Perfect, then losing to Bulldog. So um, Rory says, Brett, the hitman heart. Okay, and Lewis goes for Hulk Hogan coming back uh, for the 05 and 06 shows. Was a big deal to me. Um, for that, I'll go for Hogan. Well done, Lewis. You have just went up my estimation. Ah, uh, you're in. Uh, <laughs> you're in Chris's good books now. Yeah, Mike. What about you? Uh, I also went for Brett. Uh, just simply for the the amount of matches that he's had that have been so so stellar. You look at the the bulldog match and, and the perfect match, and then obviously the the match with with Owen, which was one of my top five matches of all time. If if if, uh, if Jordan says Triple H is to SummerSlam what HBK is to WrestleMania, I, I counter with, with that uh, if Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania, then for me Bret Hart's Mr. SummerSlam. Fair enough. Uh, for me, I would probably still <laughs> stick with Shawn. Uh, Shawn was just Mr. Pay Per View in my opinion. You know, any pay per view he was on, he kind of stole the show. Um, but yeah. Triple H, I can kind of see he do- has had quite a few SummerSlam matches, obviously, but for me, it still has to go for Sean. That's a tough one for me. Um, I would probably pick Savage. Right. Because if, you know, like as Mike said, you know, 88, you had that. 92, you had him versus uh, Ultimate Warrior, you know, whose corner Ric Flair is going to be. You had the match made in heaven, uh, which uh, Bobby Heenan kept saying, when's the match made, when's the wedding on the match made in hell? That's match made in heaven. What are you kidding me? <laughs> um, um, I would probably say Savage, you know, he did have some great matches at whatever a, a pay-per-view he was at, but for me, I'll always remember the match me in heaven the match me in hell and yeah. for that I would give it the salvage well, one thing I do have to mention is it's actually something WWE.com were asking not uh, so long ago was who was Mr. SummerSlam and uh, Chris I want to get your opinion on this one they had Mick Foley on the list oh really I cannot air what I think of Mick Foley because it's a PG show tune in <laughs> after the break whenever I will go on a ECW kind of rant and just like drop F-bombs so stuff. it'll just be bleep 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 yeah why, why does this uh, do you have it there yeah well, actually I'll, so I'll you can pull it read up here yeah I'll see if still have it here uh, if you hear some uh, dry retching it's probably me gagging um, due to the fact that we're talking probably nice things about Mick Foley um, I will not be partial to said things but <laughs> That's just me. Right, okay, let's click on SummerSlam and see what they say. Now, I don't like the way in WWE they don't give you the, like, a, the table. You have to click through each yeah. page, which is a pain in the backside. Oh, and incidentally, um, just while you're all here and listening, obviously, um, myself, Martin Steins, and Chris Hill will be doing a review of SummerSlam 2002, uh, which should follow in the week or so after this goes up. So, um, Mike, just while Alan is um, on his laptop typing things in, um, obviously we've had, you know, highly anticipated match you're looking forward to. Is there a particular match this year that you're really looking forward to? Uh, for, I, I would say Ziggler and Jericho, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's not, I guess, officially on the card just yet. Oh, got, no, it, uh, it, well, they did that in... Have they made Smackdown? it official, official? Yeah. 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 
Well, I know on I know on, on SmackDown they uh, they canceled the match between uh, ADR and and, and Sheamus. So <laughs> yeah, nice. No, so that means that that's where Orton's going to be then. I'll, I'll bet you get two triple threat matches. Oh well, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, the interesting to see where they go out. Yeah, for me, it, it would definitely be Ziggler and, and Jericho, just because I, I think they're going to put on such a such a show in the ring. Yeah, hope so. I hope it isn't. I hope it doesn't disappoint us in the sense of it's the same thing with uh, when it was uh, YTJ and Punk at Mania and everybody's like this is going to be the savage you know see I would say that match. about I would say that about Jericho and um, Edge from WrestleMania 26 see, and, I, and I wouldn't put any blame on Jericho for that I think it's just that a lot of these matches get built up so much and then we're like yeah well it's still no you know savage steamboat yeah, or whatever but, uh, look at his matches as Mysterio I thought they were fantastic mm. and you know, as you said about you're not the biggest Rey Mysterio mark, and neither am I. But I thought those matches yeah. were tremendous. No, definitely. Um, okay, uh, have the page up now on WWE.com. Okay, this is the guys they have in their main picture for everybody to choose from as to who they think Mr. SummerSlam is. Okay, first is Mick Foley. Number two is this isn't actually a list of who they rate as number one or two, um, but the second is Triple H. The third is Shawn Michaels. Uh, fourth is Bret Hart. Fifth is The Undertaker. And finally, the sixth is Edge. So would you think Edge would be worthy of a Mr. SummerSlam as well? Is there any particularly Edge matches that stick out for you? I can't really honestly think of many Edge matches at SummerSlam, to be honest. Uh, was, the first TLC was SummerSlam. There you go. You see, I would, just say, I would say that for WrestleMania before I'd say it for SummerSlam. That's just that's just me. You see, I can't even look at my DVDs because a lot of them are in my new house, and uh, some of the older ones are here. And I only have the SummerSlam anthology, which is ninety three to ninety seven. I don't think Edge came on the scene until maybe the two thousands. <laughs> she really looked at the story of Edge DVD, but you know, you know what's bad, right? <laughs> here, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fuel the fire here for you, Chris. Here, when it comes to McFoley and SummerSlam, oh thanks. Says their feature, buddy. Their featured match here, when it comes to their picture for McFoley, is uh, McFoley against the sock. No, it's Mankind versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Wow, exciting! That's, uh, <laughs> it was like in a, it was in like the old style steel cage. And the picture they have for Brett is him versus Lawler, as you'd mentioned, Chris. Um, Edge versus John Cena is their picture for Edge. Undertaker uh, and Brett with Sean as the special ref for Undertaker. Oh, yeah, I remember that match, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Triple H pedigreeing The Rock. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, that's enough from WWE.com and their yeah. amazingly complicated to navigate yeah. site. <laughs> Uh, next point, Mike. <laughs> uh, SummerSlam saw HBK versus Hogan and also Orton versus Hogan, which was your favorite from these. Uh, Jordan is HBK versus Hogan as there was more substance to the match, not for anything Hulk did as he's already lost himself later on in the years, but HBK performance outdid Orton's. Okay, and uh, Lewis also goes for Hogan. He says... Uh, uh, he goes for Hogan HBK. Uh, HBK in the build-up to this match, super kicking Hogan was epic, overselling everything. Fantastic. 
Um, Rory writes, I would have to biasly say HBK vs Hogan, even though I didn't like it, but I never saw the Orton one. Uh, I will check it out. I just remember Orton RKOing him onto the yeah, Saturday the, Night's main event. The boot, and then um, him kind of sitting there, and then Brooke coming over and going like, Oh, Daddy, what happened? Randy, what happened to Daddy? <laughs> and you're like, Oh my God, love, you can tell that you're blonde. Um, just go away, please. And I would say continue singing, but... Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I think that's obviously why they had Gillian Hall was kind of to take the Mickey out of her. Quite possibly, I think it was. Yeah, but I think Gillian Hall actually looks better than Brooke Hogan. Brooke, I don't know what's happened to Brooke Hogan's face. She's turning into her mother. That's uh, why, Chris. Oh, is she? <laughs> yes. She doesn't quite realise this. No, well, she, maybe she is face-wise, but she doesn't have the, she, quite she's have the chest to go for that. She's into a man. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> she's a man, baby. <laughs> is that right, Austin? Yes, it is. And we're not talking about Stone Cold. What? <laughs> um, what about you, Mike? Um, what was your favorite? I've already commented on this, so... I prefer the Michaels match. Um, I didn't really think the Orton match was all that great of a match in general. Um, it, it wasn't even really that, that long, and it was only, I think, like the, the third match on the, on the card where this was a, a true main event match. Um, not exactly Icon versus Icon like we had with, uh, with Hogan and The Rock, but it was just another match where you you never saw these two go one on one, and even though Hogan was past his prime at this point, it was just nice to see him in dun, the ring. Dun, and, dun. <laughs> but it was just it was nice to see him in the ring. He, I mean, Hogan is Hogan. He, he he doesn't change much. The determinant factor in, in this match for me was, was Michaels and the fact that he could just you know bump around the ring and he you know he sells like nobody else. He, he, you know, a lot of times overselling, but. He just made Hogan look powerful. Made you know, he was putting Hogan over, and it, it really showed. The fact that Hogan got busted up and you know had the crimson mask through a lot of the ma- uh, through a lot of this match. For me, it, this, this match was, was definitely you know, and it was the last match on the card. It was a match everybody kind of was looking forward to and, and and waiting for. So, I was a lot more pleased with this match than I was with the Orton match. Um, yeah, uh, Hogan and HBK definitely has to win it. Um, the build-up, again, it's already been mentioned. Um, nobody's actually mentioned the actual turn, the actual very beginning of this, just the whole, they're in the ring, they're doing the posing, and then it's just, yeah. boom. Who did? He did he? about the super kick? Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at something on the screen, I apologize. <laughs> oh, right, you were looking at pornography, weren't you? <laughs> you were looking at Brooke Hogan turning in the man, weren't you? <laughs> No, uh, no, thank you very much. Transform and roll out. Uh, mm, no, thank you very much. Uh, but no, uh, um, one thing I want to say about the HBK Hogan match, though, is obviously, yes, we know HBK was overselling like a madman because obviously there was meant to be, you know, stuff between them two. Um, Hogan obviously, you know, denies saying that he wouldn't, you know, job to HBK and stuff like that. But do you think if this was a uh, you know, Hulk Hogan from the 80s and Shawn Michaels, you know, and it was set in the 80s, would we as fans be questioning Shawn Michaels' overselling or would we just accept Hulk Hogan is an absolute beast when it comes to his powerful, you know, this is Hulk Hogan doing all these, you know, this is, he is this powerful, that's why Shawn is doing this. I think this. obviously if you were to do that in the 80s and Shawn Michaels was flip around and do the stuff that he, obviously wrestling had more, 
I mean, you look at the likes of Santino now, you know, wrestling has more comedy elements in it mm. than it would have then. Um, but I think if you had Shawn Michaels from the 80s, you wouldn't have done Oh, no, that, no, definitely not. You know, but I think if you had Shawn Michaels from the 90s and Hulk Hogan from the 80s together, then I think you would have seen the same kind of thing. I think, obviously, Michaels has done that because, obviously, on his DVD, he said that, you know, I asked you before, I asked you during, I asked you after, and his response was, no problem, brother. And, you know, like, obviously, Hogan then said, oh, Hulk doesn't like it if you want this. Uh, you know, he doesn't like this, and that's obviously why yeah. he's done it, because, obviously, Hogan's done something to tick off Michaels and Michaels is just went right well I'll go out here and I'll do this because even whenever he Hogan pins Michaels you can see him kind of top his chest as if to say good match yeah. or you know thanks kind of that kind yeah of um, in terms of the Orton match this was still when Orton was kind of being sort of idiot Orton legend killer yeah he was still a legend killer and he was still in sort of idiot Orton mode you know as he kind of you know as he kind of mentions in his uh, you know the Apex Predator DVD available at silvervision.co.uk <laughs> Um, I like the way that it kind of got a bit darker when she said <laughs> But um, I would be interested to have seen the way we were talking there about you know Hogan from the 80s and Michaels and stuff like that. I would like to see a Randy Orton of now go into that match with Hogan to see you know if it would have been a better match. It probably would have, definitely. Um, but obviously that was still edging Killer Orton and he was still being, well, up himself, so to say. He loved himself a little bit too much. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and we got a Royal Rumble Survivor Series. Both have selling points with gimmick matches. Uh, what makes SummerSlam stand out? And Jordan says it embodies the feeling of the summer. Yeah, the summer weather. You know, whether it's raining, snowing, or whatever. You throw in a SummerSlam, and you feel a million miles away in a warm place. Cool. Uh, Lewis says uh, the whole summertime feel is always fun. Uh, you always know the card will be good. Mm, I'd slightly debate that. Uh, very good, as it is one of the big four. Uh, I also think uh, the fact it's in the same venue every year now uh, for the past three to four years is something different. Uh, Rory writes, what makes SummerSlam stand? Uh, well, out, I think he means. Uh, well, 91 had the jailhouse, which was obviously the mighty first big boss man. No DQ, no countout matches, so they were very gimmicky. But really, what makes it mean something is it's after WrestleMania, so if it's dramatic title changes occur at WrestleMania, then SummerSlam is an opportunity for rematches or the next contender to get their shot. Um, which. I think that I think they kind of get lazy now with the bookings of it, you know, like especially since we've had, you know, Punk, you know, Big Show at 2010, yeah. Punk, Cena, and then it's like, you know what, we'll merge the two of them together and we'll put them in the match for this year. It's like, <laughs> really? Is that the best you could do? Yeah. You know, so um, uh, it seems to be that obviously The Miz um, lost to Stereo on. Smackdown, so I'd like to try and see those two have a match at SummerSlam. I think that'd be a good match mm. for the IC belt. That would be, yeah, um, yeah. It's SummerSlam just doesn't really have anything to stand out now. It did in the past in terms of you know having some really really good matches. I had people from Jackass on it, didn't it, Mike? <laughs> a bunch of jackasses. <laughs> I, I think I can. I work out that Mike liked that angle. <laughs> I like I'll Jack take <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, it's a bit different over here because obviously we don't really have a summer. <laughs> we tend to have a lot of rain. Uh, we have we have about uh, one week sunshine in May, and then that's us for the entire summer. Um, 
so we don't get to build up as much. But uh, it's not. It's always one over here now that we have to stump up the dosh for the money. Yeah. And there's well, so you can't say that because Mike has to do with everything. I know, I know. Even capital punishment. Yeah, we don't get a free one. I know. We have to. We pay first, guy. So yeah. But um, why well, pays for cable? That's why I need this damn WWE network so that I can get all the pay, all the B pay per views within my subscription. Then I only have to pay for the big four. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, but they'll probably only reach like seventy six percent of their subscription. <laughs> that's it, only ha- it only has to reach me. I don't care about the other seventy six percent. Um, just be Vince sitting there in, in uh, Stanford, Connecticut going like uh, we've only reached 50% of our subscription we need you that's right the WWE Universe to step up you know like we love making these programs and things like that and be like hey and then Joey Styles will come in and go like hey it's Nightlick and be like oh no it's Joey Styles <laughs> offer, offer, offer uh, free tours around Titan Towers I uh, well they're doing that share with VIP package yeah only costing £6,000 or $6,000 even <laughs> <laughs> That's what Mike's going for. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Somebody said that if so I read uh, on like a, a forum that said if I was paying six grand for that, I want a threesome with Eve and Kelly Kelly. <laughs> That's not a bad shout. <laughs> yeah. Swap Eve out for Leila and I'm sold. Thank you very much. Okay. I would have thought you would have said Natalia. Mm. Mine. <laughs> Mind the might swap out Kelly Kelly because apparently Randy Orton says she slept with about 10 superstars on the WWE roster so the word S and uh, lot comes to the mind. <laughs> apparently. Like you can afford to be picky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, says you over there. Okay, we're going to have a fight. Better move on before this happens there. We'll book this for SummerSlam then. Try and make it a bit more interesting. <laughs> we can we can be like the uh, Sunday Night Heat match for... Uh... Oh, yeah! <laughs> Match. <laughs> we'll see if Sean stays. He acts available to ref. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Are we moving on now? <laughs> CM Punk winning the WWE title and leaving the WWE was a huge storyline. Uh, did we stay up to watch this live? Uh, Jordan did not. Unfortunately, uh, he has no resources to watch any pay-per-view live at the moment. Um, he does hope to one day. So we watched clips of Raw and wait for the pay-per-view through Silver Edition. Cool. It's always uh, tough because he then watched it in November. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Lewis, honestly, he says no. Uh, due to personal reasons, unfortunately, I couldn't. However, I watched this the next day, first thing in the morning. Um, Rory writes, nope, I don't watch the modern wrestling. I, I don't watch the modern wrestling only once and in the blue moon. So, no. A blue moon? I didn't stay up to watch I only really stay up to watch Wrestlemania or if I don't have work the next day I stayed up to watch the thousandth thousandth ep- 1000th episode of Raw and stayed up to watch that and, obviously, and then obviously I stayed up to watch Wrestlemania I had nothing but bother um, yes we all know about that one don't we <laughs> yes got it for free though yay I'm like Chris did you see the did you see the end of this uh, no, my sky is not working. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, uh, somebody will with you in 15 minutes, half an hour later. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and, I, and then I phoned up. Yeah, yeah it's because our centre closes at and, uh, and, 11 o'clock. And we were uh, texting back and forth, and you're like, is there anything good happening? I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you only, <laughs> you only missed the, the, the crap Big Show match, so you didn't miss you much. Mi- you, what was it? You missed the Randy Orton and Big Show, and. No, sorry, no. Randy Orton and Big Show, Randy Orton and Kane, and then the Big yeah. Show Cody match, so. Yeah. It was no biggie, really. But still, you got it for free, so it all works out well. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, Mike loves Big Show, by the way. It's the big, the big slow? 
He loves He's my favourite. <laughs> it's his favourite the way Mick Foley is my favourite. Oh. Yeah. See the way there's a... It's almost like Pixel Dan. It's comparison time! <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think. I'll have to have a wee think and figure out who my Mick Foley would be. I don't know yet. Maybe I'll have to come back on a future episode for that one. Uh, <laughs> what? No, we think of it before we end tonight. I'll try Can't leave the listeners. And um, when it comes to watching CM Punk live, yes, I watched it live. I'm not going to discuss the way I watched it live. <gasps> oh, I watched it at a friend's house. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I just left that one there. Justin's? <laughs> yes, I watched it at Justin's house. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yes, um, I did have... I'm gonna, le- I'm gonna really, really just unleash a torrent of abuse to you I know yeah it'll be like a tidal wave uh, but uh, yeah I did have to watch this live simply because I think I love the thing that it just it felt so real um, obviously I think Punk does sort of we've seen in sort of the teasers for the best in the world Blu-ray DVD combo also available at silvervision.co.uk to pre-order um, <laughs> just getting, I'm just getting all the plugs in before the end Chris um but that he was, you know, that he was planning to leave, he was planning to go. But uh, I always remember the bit where you just see the camera following him into Comic Con, uh-huh. into the WWE panel, and then obviously we figure out that Vince, you know, that was the time when Vince had got kind of let go as his duties of uh, yes. CEO and Triple H was effectively in charge, and you just see Triple H uh, sitting there and just see Ray just sitting there, all puzzled look on his face. Well, how can you work that out? He has a mask, but anyway. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't look like he was understanding. He was scratching his head, going like, "Oh, do I see But yeah, Triple H was like, "Oh, it's a different place and all that sort of stuff." And the fans were going nuts just with Punk being there. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a build-up in its own. And I had do you think they kind of tried to do that this year with um, Del Rio ripping up this comic? You know, because it was him and Sheamus. Did think, "Oh, worked last year. Let's do it again this year." Mm. Yeah, it's it's not. Mostly, it didn't. But yeah, you know, like I think I think were, that was her thinking behind it. I'm well, it didn't have the air. Of, it didn't have the air of reality that that it had last year. Yeah, because because yeah. he walked out of Money in the Bank and literally just walked out of the stadium, and that was the end of the show. That you know, that was the the last camera shot was him going through the crowd and getting out through the concourse. Yeah. Uh, and then following that, you had him, you know, tweeting pictures of the belt in his refrigerator. That was awesome. And, <laughs> and uh, he had the belt out, the, you know, at a Cubs game and, and stuff like that. You, it, they really had that air of reality is, you know, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? To me, having him come back so quickly to SummerSlam, I would have held him out. I would have held him out to Survivor Series or maybe even yeah. all the way to, uh, to the Rumble. I would have had it. I mean, he even teased it when he had uh, his pipe bomb segment when he's like, you know, uh, maybe I'll go defend it in ROH and, and, and stuff Japan, like that. Yeah. Uh, that. I'm telling you, I, I would have taken that opportunity. I would have let, I would have let him go. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, he was still under contract, but I would have let him go and tour you know, the independent scene with the title. And then mm. maybe, um, maybe even have the likes of Cena or The Miz or... You know, whoever else in in the title picture maybe also appearing at at these shows, kind of kind of chasing the, the the belt all around the country. It also would have given you the opportunity to elevate the world heavyweight uh, championship. Being then, it would have been the only you know actual title belt that the WWE would have had, and would have put a little bit more a little bit more weight on that. You know, if that was the only if that was the only belt kind of up for grabs, and then maybe have Punk come back later. Uh, maybe as a surprise entrance uh, at the Rumble or, or or something like that, 
that's what I would have done. I probably would have had him be a surprise entrance at, at, at the Rumble, win the Rumble, and, and then unify the title at, at WrestleMania. That's what I would have done. I think it's a case of <coughs> they've done this too close together, like they yeah. did with um, the invasion. Invasion, I think they could have drawn out a lot longer than you know the four, four or five months that it was. Mm-hmm. I think this here, as Mike says, you know, you could have let this. Even if you had somebody in the crowd, and you know, like a former wrestler or whatever. And you see them on the cell phone, and it's like um, you know you see John Cena the next the next night on Raw or whatever, saying like, "Yeah, I got a call from a friend." You know, like Punk's there, yeah. and Vince is saying, "Right, I want you to go and get that belt back. Yeah. I want you to go and take whatever, do whatever it takes." Here's an interesting thing I've just thought of. Could you imagine what this could have been if they'd stretched out, but that I had tight back like a year ago? You know, you could just have you know. Punk just doing 15 second tout messages like oh look I'm now in Japan I'm now here yeah. I'm now in the UK you know yeah. that would be fantastic obviously we kind of got a hint of that with the whole Twitter thing and I'm taking the picture of you know the title in the fridge and stuff like that but I think if we'd have had tout a year ago that could have maybe worked out pretty good but yeah it should have been it should have been lengthened out um, the WWE obviously went Oh dear! Um, we realize this guy's got really if, over. If, if they have something, <laughs> if they have something like Rock versus Cena, and they can tease that for a year, and you know, like it's only fleeting appearances by The Rock, and you have that interest for a year, you could certainly do that with you know, like a great performer yeah. like Punk. Right, and that's you know, what I'm like saying. You could have had, you could have had him. Uh, you know, if he was appearing at uh, ROH shows or independent shows or whatever. You know, just like they would have um, The Rock show up and cut a promo uh, via, you know, via satellite. They could have done the same thing with Punk, where you know maybe somebody's got you know camera phone footage yeah. of uh, yeah. of of Punk, uh, you know, w- with the title at an independent show, or or you know a confrontation between Cena and Punk at an ROH show or something like that. And if they, you know, at that point, yeah, they're still heavy on on Twitter and tout and stuff like that now, but. They were really trying to push that reality angle a year yeah. ago, and I think that would have been absolutely perfect for that kind of thing. Yeah, like I remember, there was actually a uh, like camera phone video went up not long after he did leave with the title, and it was, I think it was like a local ROH show, and it was a like Colt Cabana was in a match against a guy. Oh, with the, the, handi- the, the, ring. Ha- the handicap kid. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they could they could have used that to their advantage because obviously we see and. You know, Punk's upcoming DVD. They do have ROH footage there. They have got, you know, the permission from ROH, so they could have used stuff like that. Obviously, the relationship with ROH isn't too bad. Then we're just throwing out so many possibilities. But hey, <laughs> it's oh, happened. And they would have been, been all over it. You know, what are you going to tell Vince? No, uh, you know, we're not going to yeah. let your your talent be on on our show and get us a little bit of buzz. I mean, they would have gotten a big rub off of that. Definitely. Okay, that was a fairly uh, <laughs> off-topic, uh, well, well, not off-topic, but just nice of a wee bit of a rant, so shall we uh, move on to the next point then? Favorite announced team in SummerSlam history? I've got a... Favorite announced team will always be King and JR for every pay-per-view. Those guys, those guys crack me up. <laughs> uh, Lewis is exactly the same. He has King and JR, our favorite announced team, period. Uh, Heel King was so funny. Uh, Rory has Gorilla Monsoon, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper, and Bobby Heenan from 1991. Ooh, I think that's a tough one to beat. That's mm. mine. That's mine too. 
Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that is a pretty hard announced team to beat. Like, you know, yeah. love JR and love King as an announced team. But even King says, you know, like a, a lot of people come up and go, like, you and JR are the best announced team goes, ever. No. <laughs> Apart, apart from Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, yeah. of course, you know, and that's they, they, they for me were yeah. you know I loved them uh, those two. So this for me, add Piper to the mix. Piper is just brilliant on the microphone, and this was just pure gold. Um, you know, I could just think yeah. that that's that's just absolutely f- fantastic. So no, exactly, definitely those you know Gorilla and Bobby on their own, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But throwing Piper in the mix, you know, yeah. it's just going to be absolutely brilliant, and it was. Yes, indeed. Next, we have the uh, biggest surprise. The biggest surprise. There, like a dog barking. Yeah, just with us enabling Titan stuff. Um, I just recorded a title of Alan talking to me. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what it's to do with. That's what it's to do with. Look, I'll show you. Sorry. <laughs> I think Alan's just going on to his computer just to find this now. <laughs> Scondered. <laughs> it's available if you want to follow me on Twitter, Vintor316. I'll watch that later then and just be cringing. <laughs> Here, I'll show it to you now, sure. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, Your live reaction. <laughs> I'm actually looking at you at the same time. How did I not even realize this? <laughs> I'm talking with my hand. Oh, Alan, Alan. So, folks, that's what it looks like at the Operation Retroshock Studio. Not normally holding a microphone in one's hand. <laughs> no. <laughs> just looks like you've got a really bad razor in your hand. Uh, but yeah, just uh, check that out. Uh, that, that, probably, uh, that probably's coming up, I don't yeah. know. So yeah, I would totally agree that Gorilla Monsoon, Roddy Pepper and Bobby Heenan would be that. So well done, Mike, and well done, Rory. Yeah, we had already <laughs> moved on to biggest surprise, Chris. Chris. <laughs> yeah, that again. It's not paying attention. No. Um, Rory writes Undertaker versus Undertaker. Kidding. I have no answer. Sorry, my bad. Um, uh, Lewis has uh, Kevin Nash. <laughs> uh, completely out of left field. Never, never saw it coming. I would disagree, Lewis. Um, simply because... Um, every- oh, he's throwing the microphone in between hands and uh, <laughs> Everybody can see Kevin Nash coming because he moves so slowly. Sure, Kevin Nash, you know, like he um, knows all about wrestling, especially to do with Eddie Guerrero and the Captain Planet and uh, things like that, yeah. So, um, and Chris Jericho and stuff like that. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, so well done. Considering, considering uh, that's the same guy, right, that bigs up punk so much, hmm, yeah, really makes sense there, Nashy boy. Um, I don't think there's really. I'm trying to think of the biggest surprise for me when it comes to SummerSlam. What about uh, Tatanka Buffalo, his heel turn? That was a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. What about Lieutenant Frank Draven appearing at SummerSlam? No. That wouldn't be a biggest surprise. What about, what about Ric Flair being in the corner of nobody in the Macho Man uh, Ultimate Warrior match? Mm. Come on, give me something. <laughs> what about Big Show winning the world, uh, the WWE Championship at SummerSlam 2012? <laughs> It's a big surprise. It's a big surprise. <laughs> Get ready for the big surprise. Uh, Mike, what about you? Do you have any of the big surprises? Uh, mine mine was actually uh, SummerSlam 2009 heavyweight uh, championship ladder match, CM Punk versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, after CM Punk beat Hardy, the lights went down and you hear the Undertaker's gong. 
and all of a sudden the undertaker's laying on the uh laying on the mat underneath the uh, underneath the ladder and gets up and choke slams Sam Punk straight to hell. <laughs> My biggest um surprise would be Mabel in a match with Diesel at SummerSlam nineteen ninety five. For the title. <laughs> yes. I'm not i I'm not even making know, this up. I'll, I know you're not. Okay. I know you're not. Uh, there. Big Daddy V. Oh dear, dear, dear. So yeah, um, that would be my biggest surprise. Oh, I've just looked. SummerSlam 1995, Bret the Hitman Hart versus Isaac Yankum. Yep, that's uh, Jerry Lawler's personal dentist. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Get the candy cane after it. <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> um, so yeah, that would be mine. So it would be. Like, I, just because I couldn't think of any, and I just looked and thought, oh, my God, what is he in the main event for? <laughs> He's on a mission. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. <laughs> well, of course, we all have dream matches. Uh, but if you had a time machine, a DeLorean, uh, so to speak, and you could pair <laughs> up any uh, any two superstars, uh, who would it be? Now, Jordan's would be uh, Hogan versus Cena. Dream match from today uh, would be Brock versus Ryback. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Seriously, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, is this, Tom, is this Tom Williams's list? <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, did you cut and paste wrong, Mike? Did you get Tom in there? Um, if you're gonna put Ryback with anybody, at least put him in Goldberg. Seriously, you know, the match might be any better than it would be versus Brock, but you know, they're being compared to each other. Um, I'm sure that would be a big selling point for a pay per view. Uh, when it comes to Lewis, he says it's difficult. Um, I would say I would have um, Edge versus Hogan. Um, my all-time favorite uh, versus the man who, without whom the WWE might not be here. Also, Punk versus Edge, my all-time favorite versus my current favorite. Uh, Rory writes, and this is actually a good one, Mr. Perfect versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, as they were meant to wrestle, but Perfect had back problems then. So I think that's a pretty good one. Um, I have mine. Oh, do you? Uh, me too. <sighs> I, I, I'm I wondering whether oh. Mike and me are on the same wavelength. But... Okay, well, you two go. I'm having a wee think okay, here. Um, I would have Punk versus Savage. <laughs> Am I right, Mike? You're reading my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10 on WWE's uh, fantasy matches, but I think that would, that would for me... Definitely be a fantastic SummerSlam match. You could really build that up over. Oh, you know, I got one. Roddy Roddy Piper versus The Miz. That would be awesome. I love because I think those two would just like The Miz is just awesome on the microphone. The talk. And I think those those two. Um, I would probably say as well that obviously we're going to have probably have The Rock versus Punk, um, but even the likes of um, a high flyer. You know, if you were to have, I personally like to see Randy Savage versus uh, Rey Mysterio. Mm. I could, I could. Rey Mysterio back uh, before he had, like, you know, whenever he didn't have any tattoos yeah. on his stomach and his knee was in all right. What would you think about a uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Rey match? That could be good. Yeah, yeah but I'd prefer to see Ricky Steamboat versus Eddie though. Mm, Ricky Steamboat versus Eddie would be very good. Yeah. What about an Eddie versus Savage as well? That could be an interesting one. Oh, yeah. So many possibilities. Indeed, Brett versus Kurt Angle. Mm. This is just why we need a DeLorean. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah. go back and hijack them and say, okay, you're facing each other. Yeah. 
or Vince versus his dad. <laughs> Vince versus Vince Senior. He's fought his daughter. He's fought his son. So he might as well fight his daddy. Mm, that's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I think his dad wouldn't have that if I'm totally honest. No. Uh, well, I think his dad would actually ask the question first. Who are these three guys that have arrived in this DeLorean? Uh, <laughs> you two are fighting each other. SummerSlam 2012 is booked. Come now. Follow me if you want to live. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on, Mike. Favorite three matches ever. Uh, Jordan has his uh, number three with Hulk versus J uh, HBK. Number two, Cena versus Orton. And his number one match of all time, SummerSlam. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior versus Sergeant Slaughter, Colonel Mustafa, and General Adnan. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lewis has Ray versus Eddie from SummerSlam 05, Punk versus Cena from SummerSlam 11, and Edge versus Taker, Hell in a Cell, SummerSlam 08. I think that's a pretty good shout. Um, obscure honorable mention go to Barrett slash Brian from 2011. Great match, he says. Yeah, all right, okay. Uh, Rory has Perfect versus Brett, number one. Bulldog versus Brett is two. Three, yikes, I can't think of one that stands out. Oh, Perfect versus uh, Texas Tornado, but it was a bogus finish. He hit the post, grr. He liked why, why, were they, why, why were they uh, playing a game of soccer? I don't know, but it's just a case of Texas Tornado just had no clue what he was doing at all. I know, and, uh, and uh, he is the father of, uh, you know, Lissy Von yeah. Erich, he has no idea what she's doing. <laughs> Where is she these days? She, I think she's back to modeling now because she wanted to look yeah, after she... her kid. I remember when I found out she had a kid, I fucking was so shocked. I was trying to keep that clean. Um, it's like, That's it's really just... what she did. <laughs> 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 or she didn't, who knows? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Sort of favorite matches for SummerSlam. There is quite a few you could pick from. I think the the Brett uh, perfect match is a good shout as well yeah um, I would say Bulldog Brett from 92 would be one um, I would say the um, HBK Triple H match from 2002 would be one uh, Legion um, of Doom versus Money Inc at 92 <laughs> I just had to say it I'm sorry yeah. um, I'm trying to think of another one Oh, there was one in here. Like, what about yours, Mike? While well, I'm trying to figure out my last one, uh, I definitely have uh, Brett versus Perfect '91, um, TLC number one from 2000. Mm. Uh, that, I pref I prefer that one versus the uh, the, the WrestleMania 17 match. Um, and then probably for for me, my top match is uh, Brett versus Owen in the Steel Cage '94. Very very good shout. I would actually say that one that I actually liked, believe it or not, I actually did watch it and it was quite, this was one that I watched not too long ago and quite enjoyed it, was Goldust versus Mark Merrow. I thought that was quite a decent match and I'm not a big fan of Mark Merrow at all or or his uh, his then um, Mrs. Uh, Skeletor. Jeez, um, <laughs> that was a bit loud. Um, but, um, the yeah, the future Mrs. Lesnar? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that would be one. Sorry, uh, SummerSlam 2003 was it? The Elimination Chamber, the one that had Goldberg in it. Was that was that at SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Shows, you how, shows you how much I remember of uh, Goldberg's be, WWE run. That would be mine then, because that's whenever Triple H had a groin injury and was wearing like the cycling shorts, yes. and then Goldberg went to spear and he hit him with a sledgehammer. Was Nash in that one as well? Yeah, because that's whenever Nash had his hair cut. Yeah, that was buzz cut um, Nash. Because he was, he was doing the Punisher. Mm. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that will be my that'll be my third favourite, actually. Instead, Goldust Mark Merrow. Alright, will we ever see SummerSlam in the UK live again? Uh... Jordan said we would love to see it in the UK again, um, as it's such a huge as it was such a huge success in '92. I can't see why not. Um, and he would make sure that he would go for sure. <laughs> okay, uh, Lewis has uh, probably not due to the time difference, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, strangely, I think there's more chance of a mania here if uh, anything is going to come back in style. And Rory writes, I think so. There's the O2 and it's still popular. Also, the Wembley SummerSlam 92 is regarded as a very significant event and I think was one of the most impressive due to the gate, you know, like the 80 odd thousand. Yeah. So, well, I think. Sorry to jump in. Uh, Rory's mentioning the O2 there. I think if you were going to do a pay per view in the UK, it's going to have to go to Wembley. Yeah, well, that, that still is like the second most attended event yeah. in WWE history. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't understand that at all. Um, so, well, this is the thing. This is you know kind of where the debate would be. Um, I couldn't see WWE bringing SummerSlam back. I think that is pretty much now penciled in to be kind of a staple center routine now uh, for the foreseeable future. Obviously, they've been doing it for a few years now. Um, could they bring any other pay-per-views? Obviously... Way uh, Lewis said there about uh, possibly having Mania come here. There was the rumours it's between potentially Texas and London next year because uh, WWE put out a hint in the magazine saying about yeah. an Olympic connection. Yeah, um, WrestleMania 30 may be held in a, a city with Olympic proportions. Yeah, and obviously Texas, you know, which has been much rumoured, it doesn't really have you know much of an Olympic history. You would you yeah. would think they could use either they'd be at the Olympic Stadium or Wembley. Dude, if it's if we're going to twenty nine, we're definitely going to thirty. If it's well, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's you know that would kind of be a given. Um, if we weren't to get a pay per view in terms of like a mania, I think a King of the Ring would be good if they would ever bring that back as a pay per view because you could play up the royalty thing and all that sort of stuff. But really, realistically, anything bar mania, I don't see happening. What about you, Mike? I, know, I have a hard time believing because of the time difference. Just the, the the five hour difference, they want it on prime time live here, so that puts yeah. it on one a.m. You know your time, and I, I don't know how. I mean, that would probably. I know it would affect the gate if they had a. You know, I can't imagine anybody going to a one a.m. start here. Yeah. So I, I would I would only assume that it would be the the same way over there. Yeah, you would get your diehards that would that would that would go, but I don't know if you could fill you know a seventy thousand plus stadium with a start time of one o'clock in the morning yeah no because like how much of your Wrestlemania gate nowadays is probably kids probably quite a bit considering you know the whole John Cena factor and all obviously Wrestlemania with the price of tickets you would get sort of more fans of our sort of style because obviously uh, supposed to you know spendable income and stuff like that uh, you're not going to get many full families going to a mania but um, yeah it would pretty much you would think have to start here you know, be at twelve o'clock, one o'clock at night for it to at all really be feasible. Who knows? We shall see. I mean, but even you, even you, in the past, they probably could have. I mean, I'm assuming that this is how they did it in uh, in in '92 when it was uh, during the daytime over there. It had to have been on a delay here, yeah. but with with Twitter and Facebook and you know all, all that stuff, you would never be able to stay spoiler exactly. free. 
if you wanted to air it here on tape delay. There's no way they'd be able to get away with that. I think if you were even to start it at 6 o'clock, 5 or 6 hour time, you know, it would be like 12, 1 American time. So. But see, you still, you but still have to remember yeah, about, you know, sports. You know, Sunday is a huge day for sports in the States, and that's, yeah. you know, yeah. going to wreck everything. But then, haven't they held Super Bowl over in England? No. No, that was just American football matches. But that's... Oh, sorry. I mean, they're generally sort of... And, <laughs> Jeez, and, I can't say sorry. And they're generally like pre-season games. I made a mistake. Oh, my God. They're generally pre-season games. So they're, you know, Get over it. Calm there's, down, there's, there's, usually, there's usually one NFL game a year uh, held over in London. But the problem with that is it's it's held at you know a normal time here. Like here on the East Coast uh, in, in America, football starting times are... They have a 1 o'clock starting time, a 4 o'clock starting time. And then the, uh, the like the game like the highlighted game of the week is an eight o'clock starting time. Problem is they don't ever put a game over there that would be like a game of the week. They usually put like two uh, you know teams that nobody really cares about other than their home markets over there. <laughs> so it's going to either be a one p.m. or a four p.m. start here. So that makes it uh, you know a, a it would I guess their game would have to be a one o'clock start here because it would be six o'clock there. Even four o'clock here would be ten p.m. there, and you wouldn't get the the live crowd at ten p.m. Uh, I can't imagine anyway. Sad times. It's anyway, all about the TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really is. It's all about the TV and the ratings and the viewership, and you're just not going to get the viewership if it's not um, if it's not prime time. No, it is. It's, it's definitely the case of. Um, Technology has kind of uh, messed everything up for the UK and the potential of getting a pay-per-view again in the future. Um, just Twitter kind of wrecks everything. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll move on from that then. <laughs> uh, if you could make any match stipulation, what would it be? And uh, what? And we, we kind of already discussed which uh, match that we're personally looking forward to seeing at this year's SummerSlam. Um, and with Jordan, he says that... Um, he really liked the barbed wire ring match from Japan with uh, with Foley versus uh, versus Funk, but <laughs> and Jordan, no. <laughs> Anybody in that stipulation would uh, would be immense, like Al Snow versus Foley, or Vader. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, it is Tom Williams. <laughs> or Vader versus Undertaker. Uh, but if I was to choose a stipulation uh, through any, it would possibly be uh, an Inferno slash. TLC slash Money in the Bank match. Not sure how that would pan out, but it would be crazy. <laughs> Inferno TLC match. I like it. Uh, and, uh, his match for this year would be uh, uh, Triple H versus Brock. So uh, that, that's what he's uh, he's looking for. He says the game will have to get out of the suit and regain his name as the King of Kings and wipe Paul, Paul Heyman's uh, smile off his face. <laughs> uh, Lewis's uh, favorite stipulation of all time is the Royal Rumble, aka Battle Royal. Um, if you can't call the Royal Rumble a stipulation, then a Battle Royal. Okay, sorry, that's a wee bit uh, mixed around there, Lewis. Um, <laughs> I also love Elimination Chamber and ladder matches, especially Money in the Bank. Well, um, Rory doesn't watch current wrestling, so he doesn't know what's on the card. So um, he would probably make a Mr. Perfect match. 
Um, <laughs> he Mr. would make Perfect a Mr. Perfect, Perfect match. He's going for the DeLorean as well, is he? <laughs> Mr. Perfect versus Dolph Ziggler, he would make. Uh, his um, stipulation would be Michael Cole and The Miz leave Raw. Absolutely hate this guy. It started with the whole WWE All-Stars game where he was pitted against Mr. Perfect. Most insanely awesome. You know the drill. Anyway, ever since this promo, I've not liked The Miz, so please include him. I picture it now. The disgraced Miz leaving the arena and all the crowd shouting, You're not... Awesome. Really? <laughs> really? Yep. Really? Yep. That's what Rory said. Rory's went Rory's down in my estimations today, then. I'm sure Rory couldn't care less. <laughs> uh, this year, for, for for me, I'd probably say, uh, like, I, like I said earlier, Ziggler and Jericho. If I had to put a stip on it, uh, I don't know, maybe two out of three falls uh, for these two. The winner gets Vicky Guerrero as their lover. <laughs> oh, nasty. Um, I'd probably go for an Iron Man between those two. Obviously, it's kind of a wee bit similar to Mike in the sense of two out of three falls, but I think if you put them two in a 60-minute Iron Man match, it would be pretty cool. I think a ladder match would be better. Or put Dolph Ziggler's Money in the Bank case on the line versus Jericho's career, because then Jericho will leave and then come back at some juncture. Or how about a who can sell the best match? Yeah. <laughs> well, let Ziggler win that then. <laughs> Alright, what match would you make for this year's SummerSlam that's not on the card? Uh, Jordan says that... Where am I at? <laughs> uh, this year, I thought they were going to go for an angle in a triple threat. Rock versus Brock versus Cena. Uh, a match to end all matches. No DQ, of course. Uh, and still waiting for Mysterio and Sin Cara match. That would be the ultimate high-flying SummerSlam match. <laughs> It'll be one can't fly and one can't fly, but it'll just botch everything. Oh, so. dear, that would be terrible. Uh, Lewis says, so far we only have two matches. Um, obviously, this was sent a while ago. Um, he has, obviously, there's uh, Brock and Triple H. Obviously. Um, but in terms of what's not on the card, he has here... Oh dear, Chris, you're going to love this one. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Mick Foley in a hardcore match. Let Mick make Cody a star. Silence says uh, everything. Rory doesn't, Rory doesn't uh, watch it, so it can't do anything. So, uh, Mike, what would be your match that um, isn't on the cards? Uh, I'd probably go for something that we haven't seen before. Um, and whether it would be uh, a Botchamania or not, I, I, no, I, I might actually go Mysteria and Sankara too. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't want to see that because hearing hearing word coming out of the Japan tour that's happened, apparently Ziggler flipped his lid. He was facing Z- uh, Sankara in a match, and apparently there was over a half a dozen botches by Kara in that match. And uh, the way normally you would think of the WWE house show, you know, the heels, you know, go away and all that sort of stuff, and let the face have you know the fun in the ring. Literally, I've heard Sinkara ran from the ring because <laughs> Ziggler was that angry. <laughs> and Ziggler stood in the ring talking to the ref for like a minute afterwards and the fans were just like, uh, what's going on? Uh, in terms of what I'd like to see this year's uh, SummerSlam, I would like to see Punk in a better match. Who I would put him against? So that's, you know, the interesting thing. Maybe... Um, Punk versus Sheamus could be an interesting match. It would be a better opponent, obviously, for Sheamus. I know we're talking, you know, they're both WWE and world champs. Um, 
whether they were or weren't, I think it would still be a pretty decent match for SummerSlam. Um, I'd like to see. I'm just thinking of this. I'd like to see Sheamus versus Wade Barrett. Mm. I think that would be a good match. You know, Irish versus English, that kind of thing. Um, another match I'd like to see would um, be um, Tensai and Bo Rotunda <laughs> as, a, as a, a tag team. I'm going I'm I'm to jump in here. Here with something interesting. Uh, obviously, was you know spoke slightly earlier there about uh, when spoke slightly earlier about the fantasy top ten fantasy list that WWE yeah. has done. They did number nine was the three faces of Foley. Why don't we have the three faces or more? Actually, the four faces of uh, Albert. You have Albert, you have A-Train, you have Prince Albert, and then you have Tensai. Do that. I think that would be a pretty interesting match. Do you not think? No? <laughs> no? No, Chris doesn't like it. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, um, so you could the tattoo pit- as it moves around the side of his head. <laughs> yeah, so you could pitch them too, because they're quite big. So you could pitch them against Hornswoggle and Yoshitatsu. Uh, you, did you hear Hornswoggle's meant to be the presenter of the new Saturday morning TV show they're doing? That's great. At least they, ca- they could just set the camera on the floor and let it walk off. <laughs> cruel, cruel, but true. Yep. So our last question then, Mike. Will we be talking about SummerSlam in years to come? Uh, no. And Jordan thinks that we will, and he hopes that it never ends. SummerSlam is a solid pay-per-view, and it's maintained and earned its right to be on the roster for many years to come. I still want this PG era to end, though. Cena the other week on Raw using fudging. What was that all about? Chris <laughs> just gave me a, a visual demonstration with his hands. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Lewis has uh, this year's I don't know if anything monumental will happen, although if Brock versus Triple H for the first time, so perhaps it will be remembered for that. A Ziggler cash in could make the night, um, although I believe that would be too early as I like to see Mr. Money in the Bank. Um, what's that? I like to see a Mr. Money in the Bank always about to but I wouldn't by no means want it to happen I'm just reading what we have here uh, <laughs> will we be talking about SummerSlam as a whole I think so it is a mainstay in WWE history and if they were ever to rename slash rebrand it um, it might cause an almighty uproar uh, thanks again for letting me contribute Chris not As Lord Alfred appears for the evening, <laughs> how are we all? Um, Rory writes, will we be talking about SummerSlam in years to come? Probably, but in what context, I have no idea. How awesomely amazing and surprising it was, or how uneventful and boring it all was. I hope all this helps. Wow, that was tough, man. Enjoy recording it. And we did. So, um, yeah, so thanks for those three, um, which read out. They were top of the class. They got A+, plus, A+. Plus. Jordan got F- minus for mentioning McFarland. <laughs> Um, and so did uh, Lewis for the for the Cody McFoley match. Yeah. Um, so we'll just Alan, can you bring up the uh, SummerSlam card, please? I shall. Just give me two and seconds. We'll sir. just briefly go over that. Um, at the time of recording this, SummerSlam is a week away. There's probably still some still matches to be announced, as often is the case. Um, does it have you gripped, Mike? Or you know, like obviously we've seen the perfect, you know, the perfect storm, which is Brock Lesnar. Um, or is SummerSlam kind of one that if you watch, great. If you don't watch, you're not that bothered. Uh, well, I'll, I'm I'm gonna watch it, but it, I'm not gonna stay up for it. Uh, it'll it'll be on the DVR, and I'll watch it the next day. I'll watch it on the Monday. Um, no, uh, I mean, anytime Big Show's in the main event, uh, it's a snoozer for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, just 
triple threat match for 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 the WWE title. Uh, Cena, not one of my favorites. Uh, you know, Big Show, definitely not one of my favorites. CM Punk is my favorite, but uh, he'll have to carry both of them uh, around. They'll put them both on their back and and, and take carry them around the ring. Um, the other match, um, like we mentioned earlier, is possibility of them throwing Orton into the mix there and having a, a second triple threat match for the World Heavyweight Title. I'm I'm not really that bothered with seeing Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. Um, the only match on the card that that I'm interested in saying really is is uh, Ziggler and Jericho. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, obviously we kind of had it um, SmackDown there. Obviously, the kind of the match at SummerSlams kind of got pulled out from under us for the World Heavyweight at the moment. Uh, we are getting the you know possibilities of the triple threat. Triple H versus Brock. Triple H is going to have to carry Brock really, really badly in this match. Um, I would be surprised if this turns out to be a really memorable match. Um, Chris just shakes his head across the room for me. Uh, I, uh, you know, like the Cena Brock was memorable, but for I think all the wrong reasons. A lot of people were saying you're like, oh, it was you know too violent, and like it's caught. Yeah, it's bad when the most you know the thing I'm most excited about in this Triple H Brock Lesnar match is that Paul Heyman's going to be at ringside. Yeah, and so Shawn yeah. Michaels that if. Brock does the same. I, and I do, I do say I think Stephanie would be a better choice than Shawn Michaels to have had at ringside. I thought that would have been more interesting because obviously Shawn Michaels is a bit more of a mismatch against Heyman, whereas Stephanie, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking down Paul Heyman, um, but they're sort of your similar sort of level in terms of what you would expect, sort of someone in the corner. Yes, Chris, she does have those. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, representing them. <laughs> Um, I'll let you imagine that, everybody. Um, obviously, yeah, the Punk versus Cena versus Big Show match. No, I'm not doing that, Chris. <laughs> I'm not t- telling that on this show. Um, but yeah, Punk, Cena, Big Show, combination of the last two years. Meh. Could I, could I be bothered? Mind, I do think in this match we are going to see Punk losing the title. I could see Cena beating the Big Show 1-2-3 or making Big Show submit. I could maybe see The Rock interfere. You think? Considering he's over here now filming uh, Fast 6 in the UK. You could do it via satellite. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, punk! Punk! Look <laughs> yeah, look at my car. Yeah, it's nice. And then Cena does the AA, and then Big Show punches him. Or either that, or it'll be like a big... It'll be like a... He'll get himself intentionally disqualified since he seems to be going on that road mm. now. Whether he brings a chair in and starts beating them. See, you know what? I don't know. Um, they keep making a big deal of, of the, the length of Punk's title run and you know where he continues to pass, uh, you know, pass yeah. champion after champion. I wonder if they're going to keep the title on him in, in, until Mania. I think they're going to do something with him and Sheamus because at the minute it's kind of a case of they've had the title for so long. Yeah. Who's held that the most? You know, long. Obviously, Santino's had the US Championship for like about four yeah. years. <laughs> That's because he doesn't seem to defend it against anyone. But I have a funny feeling there's going to be a conflict with these two, mm. and they're going, whether they're going to have like another undisputed champion or yeah. something like that. Um, I'd be a lot more con- confident if Punk was still, you know. 100% face. He's obviously kind of more in the sort of tweener department at the moment. Uh, he's There's still plenty of people cheering for him. Um, I just see... I know everybody's going to say about the Rock Cena match it was titled once in a lifetime, but I just see WWE wanting to capitalise that on again and try and get a really, really good buy rate in for the Rumble 
and then possibly try and spring something in the Rumble match. We don't know. We shall see about that. Um, you know what? The, on- the only way I want to see Cena versus The Rock again is if we give Punk and Austin. Yeah. yeah. I would agree. Uh, you've Kane versus Daniel Bryan. That's going to be extremely exciting. I'm really, really, really getting sick of this yes and no chance. Yes, and having listened to the last number of episodes of WrestleShock, you say this every single episode. So I'm just saying that I'm <laughs> sick to bloody death of it. Um, it's just one minute. It's yes, yeah, and now it's no, no. I like right. Sure, fine, it isn't his saying anymore. It's it's AJ's. He has. He's now no, no, no. But meh. Um, Daniel Bryan's going to have to carry that. Like Triple H is going to have to carry Brock Lesnar. You think? Because Chris Hill's going to slap me in the face if you're disparaging. Keaton. Yeah, and I have to share a plane with this guy for seven and a half hours. And then, <laughs> and then yeah, the whole good luck with that. I'm just going to crop this and put it on my phone. Oh, by the way, Chris, remember Alan said this? Yeah, good luck. No, don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against Keen, but to have this you know, stand out as a match, you know, Brian is going to have to do quite a bit. Uh, and as we've mentioned, Jericho and Ziggler. Fingers crossed this does turn out to be the match of the night we want it to be. Well, this will probably be Jericho's last match because he's turned with Fozzie, mm-hmm. so we'll not see him for a while. Because Fozzie were actually meant to have a gig the Sunday off SummerSlam, and it got cancelled there like only last week, so wasn't it, I don't even think they had this 100% penciled in. Um, obviously, primetime players got the number one contendership. Oh, hell no! <laughs> they got, they got the... Bye, AW, bye. They got the, they got the number one contendership there uh, this past week. Um, so it's probably going to be... Their match is probably going to be sandwiched in there with uh, Truth and Kofi. It'll be the I dark might, match. Probably it will be again. You know, it's just like, <laughs> seriously, you know, I can understand the titles look like, you know, crappy pennies, pennies. but, you know, <laughs> seriously, it's the tag titles. Please put them on the pay-per-view. You know, and maybe try and get that Ascension tag team up and interfere in the match or something possibly get us a new fresh tag team that are actually a tag team from day one thank you very much <laughs> is there anything else that we think might make an appearance obviously we're going to get probably last minute things think, on Smackdown that's coming Barrett out will, you're gonna... I think as, as, I think as um, Mike says something to do with Orton whether he's put in the um, the um, World Heavyweight Championship match because obviously whenever Orton came back he did something in there and Seamus goes welcome back fella so like, <laughs> let's, go for, let's go for a drink oh no wait that's, yeah. that's my friend Booker T uh, seems to be the trend um, that we get the, a, a Funkasaurus match Brothers Clay and, and, a, oh, and a Ryback God, squash no. so I think it won't be long until we see the death of the Funkasaurus because his WWE movie that's coming out either late this year or early next year has him as pretty much the monster we expected him to come in in the first place so Sooner that dies, the better. Also, also we'll probably see Ryback against Ginger Oh, Mahal yeah, they'll be. Then. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you're probably right there, considering they've built that up the past number of weeks. There's been, what was it? It was a countdown of DQ, and then Ginger Mahal had a match on SmackDown there versus Oaks. Yeah. And then Ryback came out. So I'd say, I'd say, yeah, I like the fact whenever, I like the fact whenever Ryback came out, he still stood there and his pyro still went off. He's like, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um,. I'd really like to see um, a proper like wrestling match, like Jack Swagger against somebody. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think. I I would like to see like a Jack Swagger Barrett feud. I think that'd be quite interesting because they're both you know got different styles. I don't. I don't. Um, sadly, I don't think that's feasible at the moment, considering how Swagger's uh, been doing. But so um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. What did he do? Because like obviously Alex Riley, you know, like he's been in the doghouse to do with. Um, 
Cena was getting up all See, in his face. Jack, Jack Swagger's used up all his karma in life, considering the sort of the wife he has there. You know, she's pretty nice looking. <laughs> so, you know, he won money in the bank, got a world have a title, got a smoking hot wife. That's him. He's done for life. So, you know. Okay. But uh, so he'll probably be tagging with Hornswoggle before we know it. I wouldn't be surprised. He could be the next Chavo Guerrero or something like that. Have a wee rivalry uh, yeah, with Hornswoggle. I'm sure Chavo was his eagle. Yes, exactly. Um, quick, quick word in Barrett. I am really liking these vignettes. It really looks awesome. I can't wait for him to come back. If he comes back and is more sort of this sort of bare knuckle fighter guy. I think yeah. it will work far better for him. I think that it would be brilliant if he came back with Regal as manager. Okay. That'd be good. I think, and I'm not. I'm not saying that Bar can't talk, but I think Regal is more, you know, like bare knuckle fighting in Blackpool and that mm. kind of thing, and brass knocks and that kind of thing. Mm. Obviously, we're seeing kind of more managed now with AW whenever bye he bye. was with primetime players. Uh, you have Vicky Guerrero, you know, like that kind of thing. You have Heyman with Brock Lesnar. So why not try and introduce that and use Regal yeah. more? Because at the minute he's only kind of being used for NXT, and that's about it. Mm. What about you, Mike? Uh, I, I I definitely would like to see some more matches added to the card. Um, uh, maybe see uh let's see the uh, the Miz in a match. Um, I, I definitely want to see the IC title defended. So I mean it's just too too many times we got too many titles that that aren't being defended on on the cards. So that's really where I'd I'd like to see um. I'm just like you. I'm definitely anticipating the return of Wade Barrett. Um, I thought he was coming on really strong before the injury. Um, I know that they had discussed having him win Money in the Bank um, when they were originally going to have Money in the Bank over in uh, on. Uh, they were going to bring it back to WrestleMania uh, back in uh, in the yeah. springtime, but he got injured, so that kind of derailed his uh, barrage. Yeah, exactly. The Barrett Barrage. So but, um, I, I'd, I'd I like think to see him get some steam back under him. Yeah, I think a pretty good feud because obviously you know everybody keeps saying, oh, he's going to get a you know main title run. He's going to get a main title run. Um, I think I think Barrett versus Sheamus would be a pretty cool feud because obviously you've got the you know whether they play it up or not, you could have the you know the Irish versus English thing in there sort of. You know, I think that would be pretty cool. Or maybe they start it back up with Orton again. Hmm. That's true. Uh, let's let's hope we get a few more matches announced anyway, and hopefully we don't get another sort of Santino Morella versus Ricardo Rodriguez ah. sort of match going in there. Oh, God above, why? but that's you know that's the sort of thing will happen. We'll get one of those sort of matches, and then the tag match will in fact be the dark match. You know, it's it's just the way it goes with the WWE I like, nowadays. I like the fact that we, I like the way we've done that, and none of us have mentioned a Divas match at all. But anyway, right, that's going to do it for us. That's it. It's over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you, Alan, for joining us and bringing some air of unprofessionalism to the podcast. You're very welcome. Um, <laughs> would you have anything you would like to promote, sir, on said show? Lord Alfred would like to promote a few things, if that's okay. That's fine. Lord Alfred, Alfred. Yeah! Fire! Okay. Uh, anyway, that scared Lord Alfred away. Um, obviously, uh, if you're listening to this, you're already on the RetroShock feed, so it kind of makes everything a bit obvious. Yes, that's right. Uh, listening to RetroShock and stuff. At RetroShock316 on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at, at Alan GW Price. That's two L's and Alan and an A. Thank you very much for asking. <laughs> nobody did, because nobody cares. I know, just like you. Thanks for that. But anyway, yeah, not much else to plug, because they're already on the feed anyway, so all's good. Might not be. What if it's on my YouTube channel? <laughs> 
Stop stealing viewing figures away from the feed then. <laughs> You're on, listen to this on YouTube. Go to the Operation Retroshock feed on iTunes. Operation Retroshock, type it in. And then subscribe. Okay, thanks, Alan. <laughs> uh, Mike, thank you, as always. Um, and uh, if you have anything, sir, that you would like to promote, feel free to do so. Ah, just our other show, uh, What the Shell, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle podcast that we do, me and you and Dylan and Sween Halleck. We talk all about turtles. We have T-U-R-T-L-E Power. We also have a, uh, a Twitter handle that is at T-M-N-T Shell. So if you have any interest in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, give it a listen. Yes, and obviously uh, you're listening to WrestleShock, so we can uh, follow me on Twitter at Vinto316 okay. or <laughs> or go on to YouTube, Vintomania on there. Um, so thanks very much for listening. And uh, yes, so until next time, goodbye, say bye. 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 Because if I say, say bye, Alan, bye, Mike, then you'll say bye, Alan, bye, Mike. So that's why I say, say bye, say bye. Bye, Alan. Bye, Alan. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Bye, Alan. <laughs> You're such a fool. <laughs> okay, that's it. Bye. Bye, Alan. Your time is gonna come